Welcome to the Arise Podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my pleasure to have with me today Jeff Parker, who is our Assistant Director for Independent Living Services. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Hi there. So you have a really big job, and you oversee, help to oversee a department with independent living services that really is at the core of what Arise is about as an independent living center. Can you talk a little bit generally about what independent living services means? So for our department, we focus on the advocacy part of help assisting people with independent living or with disabilities. So um, our role is to look at the, the needs that our clients have in the community and advocate to help them try to um, solve those problems, um, whatever they may be. And there's a wide variety. Right. And just in those few words, you've hit on a lot of the concepts that arise because we serve people all ages, all disabilities. We are making sure that they stay in the community. We are listening to them, giving them the power to decide what they want. And then the piece we're really going to talk about is advocacy because advocacy, it's a big word and it's really a simple thing about just making sure that we um, speak up for folks, teach them how to speak up for themselves, and in a lot of ways, that's pretty unique to Arise. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you view the role of an advocate? So I think there are, you, you, what you said is correct. There are two roles in, advoca- in advocating. One is to help people, to help them you know, figure out and work through and resolve whatever the problem is that they're having. But the other is the empowerment part of it and the education side. Um, because as I got into advocacy a long time ago, one of the first things that I learned was that you are your own best advocate always. And so sometimes people just need the tools to um, know how to advocate for themselves. But once they have those and they can do that, um, they, they run with it. And so that's a big part of it is, is, is teaching people how to advocate. Right. And I definitely want to hear about your story as um, getting into advocacy. But before we do that, can you tell me, you know, what are some of those tools that we're teaching people? So a lot of times it's just um, helping them find their voice, uh, making them feel or helping them feel more comfortable, whether it be making phone calls to their landlord or reaching out to uh, uh, whatever agency they might need to connect with to help get the service they're looking for, um, you know, but also explaining to them what their rights are and what they are entitled to and, right. you know, that kind of thing. A lot of people just don't know that stuff, so you have to give them that information. Right. and. You know, we have a really complicated system of services in this community and in this world, and I can see where someone could easily be overwhelmed in terms of who do I call, what do I ask, am I asking for too much, should I just um, make do with what I've got, and there's that side of it, and there's also the side that people get frustrated and then get angry. Yes, indeed. And they spend, we, our advocates actually spend a great deal of time researching what's out there and what's available. And sometimes there's multiple options. And so 
we you know we do spend a lot of time trying to de-escalate that anger with with our um, with our consumers to try to make sure that they they know that that's not that's not the best way to achieve what they're trying to get right um, so you know and that that can be problematic and I have seen you firsthand um, connecting with people who are feeling that frustration and I must say you have tremendous skills in that education <laughs> piece Thank and you. but it's so easy to understand why you know someone who is in crisis or really frustrated with the situation and and fundamentally scared about what do I do that it does turn into anger so it's, it's yeah. really easy to see how that happens yeah how many of us haven't been through that ourselves with you know we're trying to you know get answers from the local uh, telephone company or whoever you know where you might have issues and um, so we we can all it's all just very relatable absolutely you know, and it's just helping people feel comfortable dealing with that right right so let's talk a little bit about how you got into this work and when that was and and what drove you to this? So it started for me uh, running, working in the ombudsman program, but actually it started even before that um, when I was, you know, in my, my teen years and early 20s, I worked with both my grandparents in trying to help them towards the end of their lives. Uh, my, my grandmother, my, my father's mother passed away from cancer, and during that time her husband, my grandfather, was having a lot of physical problems and so I stayed with them for a while and I just spent the a few weeks you know driving my grandfather back and forth to the hospital and and you know it just got me realizing that what a need there was for people who couldn't do things for themselves and then my other grandmother my mother's mother uh, who lived to 96 years old but in the end uh, did develop Alzheimer's disease and so I was able to help her because by that time I was working in, in the ombudsman program so I had a fair amount of knowledge about you know kind of dealing with with the types of issues that she was dealing with and um, but I, I started out my first job out of college was um, with a large nursing home in New York City or outside of New York City called the Hebrew home where I worked it for their research department, and I went all around central New York to nursing homes doing um, kind of, a, I would say, psychological research about people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Really? Yeah, and we studied, um, our, first, our first big study that we worked on was to determine the effectiveness of specific units specific for people with dementia. And so we did a lot of, of studies. We did interviews with the residents, and we um, we looked at the the um, the physical f uh, layout of the units, units that were set up that way, units that were not that set up set up that way, to compare and kind of determine how effective they really were. And uh, that was I found that fascinating. But more than that, I fell in love with the residents. Right. I, I just loved working with them, talking to them. They were always so. Um, so friendly and happy and, and well not always happy but uh, but usually happy and, and so grateful to have somebody that could just sit and talk to them right and I think that's kind of what led me into working with the elderly and then my job after that maybe before I started in the ombudsman program was working for literacy volunteers of America where I worked really directly with the volunteers that did the did the the teaching and so um those two jobs combined kind of sort of made the ombudsman program the the ultimate 
role for me because I got to do work with the elderly and the volunteers, which I love both sides of that. And that ultimately led me to where I am now, which is overseeing these numerous advocacy programs. Right. And for folks who don't um, know, the Ombudsman program is another program here at Arise. It's actually um, throughout the country mm-hmm. where we have a couple of paid staff, but also very highly trained volunteers that go into nursing homes and other facilities and really are the eyes and ears for residents and help them advocate for better quality of life issues. Yes. And such important work. And so it's very interesting how you came to this work not as a a fighter, an advocate, I'm going to change the world, but, and you are changing the world, by the way, but as um, really a connection connection with people um, on a very personal one-by-one level. Yeah. Yeah, the advocacy part of it grew as, as I got into it, and uh, which I think is sort of a natural progression. Um, yeah, I think that I think the best advocates that I've ever come across are they start out with a deep passion for helping whoever it is that they advocate for, whether it be be children or, or elderly people or anyone else. Um, it's that passion to 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 help people succeed and uh, have the best quality of life that they can have. And once you have that, you can learn the rest of it. That is so true. And the other thing that really strikes me is that when you were talking with the folks in the nursing homes doing your research, and I know the other work that you do is that you're listening to them. So this isn't a situation at Arise where we go in and say, okay, I know what you're problem is I know what your issue is this is what you need just do x y and z you're sitting there and you're listening to the person's story and you're letting them tell you what they need yeah and you know I think that's probably the number one most important skill for advocacy is being a good listener hearing what they want because we're not advocating for ourselves in this we're trying to help them with what their needs are right and that's it's not about us it's about the client and um so listening and really understanding what their needs are is is um is key and uh, i have a wonderful a favorite little story that i used to tell all my ombudsman volunteers and when i first started as an advocate and an ombudsman um I went into one nursing home and I sat down with this this lovely resident and she we just sat and talked for a while and and she um, she was just telling me about her her day and all kinds of things and she didn't have any issues or anything I needed to help her with I just was listening and and I'm thinking okay I've been with her for about a half an hour I got to see a lot more people I better get moving and then you know I said well listen it's been great chatting with you and I, I have to move on and she took my hand and she said you made my day yeah. And I just said, "Wow, I mean, okay, this is this is what this is all about. Right. It's connecting with people and people who don't necessarily get a lot of other connections with with outside people. So it makes a huge difference for them. It sure does. Yeah. And and even it's certainly true of the um, seniors that you were connecting with in different facilities. But I would imagine it's true of the people that come to us here at Arise because." A lot of folks with disabilities are pushed to the margins in our society, and, and they're not listened to. No, absolutely, and there and there are, you know, it, you get that same uh, quality of 
uh, response from from the consumers when we can find someone who's been homeless or chronically, uh, uh, you know, kind of in and out of different housing, and we can finally get them into a stable housing situation. Um, we get somebody on benefits uh, that they couldn't get on by themselves, and we can help them do that. You know, we there's so many opportunities out there for people with disabilities that that we can assist with, and it, it does it makes a huge difference. And we get that same, you know, level of appreciation from them. It's right. it's uh, it means a lot. It sure does. Yeah. And and if you think about just all the basic human needs that we have, if we've got um, someone in crisis or just um, living day to day without a stable housing, uh, without knowing necessarily where their next meal is coming from, they're not going to take care of the quote-unquote bigger, longer-term issues about health care, about finding sure. employment, all those pieces that need to fall into place. Yeah. yeah. When you're just spending every day just trying to survive, you know, it, does, it makes it very hard to think about the bigger picture. So, you know, right. sometimes if we can at least give a little bit of assistance to help them get a little further along, that's that's key. Right. It does make a huge difference for people. So when you are overseeing the advocacy department here at Arise, um, how do you how do you how do you lead the team? How do when you have a new advocate come on board? And I know we've had some great new folks come in. Um, how do you translate all of these really complicated concepts to them? I try to use a lot of um, stories, examples of, the, of things that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I a lot of it, and I think the the best way is to just have people kind of um, watch and exp and see what the other advocates are doing and learn from their how they do it and what's succe successful and what's not. But I also encourage them to develop their own their own style, right? Because everybody has their own way of doing it, and none of them are necessarily wrong, right? Um, so you have to kind of do it in a way that makes sense to you, and uh, but also kind of learn some of the key techniques, right? So so we try to do. What's one or two of the stories that you tell? Well, I have a million of them from the nursing home uh, world, but uh, you know. I think probably the one we we like the most that I don't know if Rebecca may have mentioned too is the one where we got, we were able to get two sisters who had spent their whole lives living together. They ended up in a nursing home in separate rooms, and the nursing home did not want to get them in the same room together right. for a variety of reasons that didn't make a whole lot of sense to us and or them. And so we worked in, uh, tirelessly to advocate to get that done, and we had we did end up getting them moved into the same room together where they wanted to be and it made a huge difference at, uh, for them until one of them was you know passed away and and so they were to be together at the end and so I, I think one stories like that are just uh, you know amazing but even here in the community just you know we had a, a person who had um, spent a month in the hospital with COVID and because of that she was she fell behind on a lot of her bills and, and through our one of our, our funds that we were able to access, we were able to work to get her uh, caught up on her bills, which really allowed her to get back to, uh, uh, you know, kind of stable situation. living situation again, yeah. which made a big difference for her. So there's things like that all the time. Every so day. Every, Every day. day, all the time. Yeah. Wow. Constantly. And I think one of the, 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 the greatest things about this job and about this 
this role in advocacy is that and and one of the, another thing that I teach all of our advocates is every day is a new day and you have no idea what's going to come next it's you, the, you you could do this for for decades and the next day you get a call and it's something you've never heard situation you've never experienced and you have to think through it right. so thinking outside the box as an advocate is is a huge skill that you have to learn you know don't just give up if you hit a brick wall kind of keep going and trying to find another another route to uh, solve the problem right and that's such good advice for anyone in life and you really do embody that that grit Mm -hmm. because you have that passion and you really come at this work from the best of places that personal connection and just can't thank you enough for what you do jeff thank you very much my pleasure thanks For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support independence.